Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Roshan. Uh, today, I'm quite excited because we get to talk about one of my favorite sports. I can tell you're particularly excited for today's episode, so I'll let you take it away. Oh, well, I've been following the game here in Singapore since about 2013, 2014. Uh, that was when I got into sports TV. Uh, and I've seen the team grow from strength to strength. So we are very lucky to have uh, two people from uh, the Singapore netball team. Have you ever been to a Singapore netball game? Unfortunately not, but hopefully after this, I'll be inclined to attend one. Well, in the studio with us is Annette Bishop, the coach of uh, the Singapore netball team. Uh, Good evening, Annette. Good evening. Joining her, of course, is Amandip Chahal, a player from uh, the netball team. Good evening. Good evening to you too. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies. Good to have you both with us and it's your job to convince me to go to a netball game after wow, this wow, interview wow, is wow. done so <laughs> no pressure oh, mighty entitled there my friend but, but, but let, let's start you guys recently concluded a championship and you're just back tell us about your experience at the games a Monday as a player okay. leave I mean it's a bit difficult to put it into words but I guess it was a really remarkable experience I think having always dreamt playing for Singapore and also at a national stage at an international stage it's actually just amazing to have this experience and um, I think we did pretty well out there. We went there to prove a point and I think we did. A lot of people are now talking about us so yeah, I'm really proud of myself and my team. We'll get to some of those talking points in just a bit but uh, Annette, it must be a slightly different experience from you because uh, a couple of roles you have to take on, coach, big sister at times, <laughs> mother hen at times. Grumpy hen at times. <laughs> That's me every day. How, how is it like? Look, for me, it was just personally was a surreal experience as well because especially going there as, as a head coach first time as well. So it was my um, first experience. I've been there as a performance analysis. Mm. But from from my perspective, the team and even the squad leading up, just so proud of what they put out there. Um, we were the smallest team there. It's actually there on paper. And the um, we say inexperienced, but the experience they brought together as a unit is just um, mm. just amazing that's all I can words just sort of don't describe it and especially when um, you're coming up against the big countries and we talk about um, New Zealand and even Uganda was in there um, busy pushing it we did push those teams um, and to see our size up against their size Mm. we have to play a different style of game and that's what we've been building to and the team did it the team did it it's amazing how Annette talks about size because in my experience, uh, the biggest size teams and the real tough ones uh, has been for years the Sri Lankan team. Mm, mm, who you beat twice. So you talk about being the underdog almost, <laughs> but you go out there and put out this champion's performance to beat Sri Lanka. I mean, coming to you first, from a player perspective, was there so much excitement going up against Sri Lanka and what did it feel like beating them? Um, I think personally, it just felt amazing. Um, so playing them, like you said, we were underdogs and I think we were definitely the underdogs because in the Asian Champs, we lost out to them in the finals. Mm. So we definitely were a level below them, mm. but coming into Worlds, I think we put that aside and we wanted to go out there and prove to them that, you know, like we are as good as you are. So I think we put that aside and we managed to snap into it from the get-go. So the two times um, that we beat them, I think we kind of remembered having... Because um, for the Asian Champs, you were actually tied or you were even leading up till the halfway mark. Mm. And we lost out in the last two quarters. So I think remembering that feeling of like, you know, losing and letting go of the lead kind of like 
edged at us mm. in those two <laughs> games. So we didn't want to ha- we didn't want to feel that again. So I think we just reminded ourselves that we have to push through this, and we are we are as good as they are. So that's what we did, and I guess the results just show. And then what do you do? What do you do with results like that? I mean, these boost confidence, obviously. But as a head coach, there's a lot more that goes into that thought process. There is, like, even before um, going into the first game against Sri Lanka, was that it was we don't look backwards, we look forward. That's what we talked about. Is look, look, don't look backwards. We do learn and we take take on board, and collectively as a unit, we had set the game plan and what we needed to change and alter going into some different um, games. And against Sri Lanka was, we knew that, um, the, the girls had already been up against, we talk about Tajini. I mean, she yeah. was the tallest player. She's, uh, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's announced her retirement now um, with it. So it was just, again, being a whole collective um, right. team. And we had to work um, player management as well with the court time. And going into our final with that, um, we knew that, we had started with a great lead mm-hmm. uh, in that first game and it had been edged away, but all credit the girls fought through that. And then I think the most amazing thing when you saw the strength of the um, the team, and when we just talk about that, it's not just the players on court, it's actually mm-hmm. that connection off court as well and um, coming from behind because normally that, I mean, that's hard to be chasing the whole time. And so they fought and fought and then to lose Shuning, an injury, um, team can go either both ways yeah. can either fall away, but they stepped up even more and and took it to them. So, let's like say again that just showed the, the the mental strength that had actually come over because we had lost to them in Asian champs. Now, Annette, I know we're here to talk sport, but you mentioned there the off court camaraderie between the team. Perhaps from your perspective as a coach, what can you tell me about the girls and how well they get on off court? And that translates to on-court. <laughs> well, I, I think they all get on very well, hopefully. But, um, I mean, look, a big one is is how our co-captains, um, Ting Fung and Kai Wei, and even um, Akila, busy lead the team and talk together. So a lot of it is, um, is that communication between myself, the captains, but also the players. Like We do talk about, they know they get the tough love from me, yeah. which is, um, and sometimes it is, it's a reality. It's quite can be quite harsh, and some players. I mean, it is unfortunately sometimes at trainings they may be having yeah. a bad day at the office, and I'm seen to be as a head coach the bad ogre. So it's that that balance, but they know they can go to their um, senior group and collectively um, have a discussion. Even at times they will own the game themselves. Yes. Like I, we can only do so much as coaches, but the players are the ones that are actually going to yes. go out there and do it, and they've got to be able to trust us as well to know that we've got their backs. I think that's that's a huge thing. I mean, Monday might be able to give a little bit more because it is a young side and it's how it's... Yeah. We've, we've been through, we've, as teams, the forming and the, you know, the storming and the norming of and course. that to go through that. I think all teams go through that and it's how you go through it yeah. is how you come out successful at the end of it. It's a bit of a changing of the guard in that sense. And I like how uh, Annette used the word trust because that's what I saw when I used to cover the, the national team netball games. The girls trusted one another. Uh, Amanda, do you, do you have any hero, heroes from, from yesteryear? The likes of, you know, I don't know, Mickey Lynn or Charmaine So is a personal favourite of mine. How do they inspire this new, this new generation? I mean, okay, growing up, I'm pretty sure a lot of young netballers always looked up to them, like myself. <laughs> but um, I guess having interacted with them through friendlies in like the recent two years that I've been here, um, they do give a lot of, um, I guess, ex- um, experience yeah. uh, in terms yeah. of their play. Yeah. So Charmaine, for instance, 
in our recent year in from Nations Cup. Right. So she has been, I think she was brought on as a specialist shooting coach. Oh, yeah. To just like, you know, <laughs> guide the young ones. Yeah. <laughs> so I think she just brought a different perspective to right. us because looking from the outside, I guess she sees a lot more than what we see on mm. court. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, in terms of that, even when we went for shooting trainings in the morning before mm. games, um, she, I think she had a lot of a lot of things to add to us mm, in mm. terms of how we could bring the ball closer or how we could improve our confidence when we were shooting. Mm. So I think that really helped tremendously. This is proper sisterhood, you know, women supporting women. I like that. Yeah, it's brilliant. And he did ask you about your hero and you mentioned Charmaine. But I have to ask, when you were out there in Cape Town, were you almost starstruck because being in netball for so long, <laughs> seeing all these heroes up close and personal? Yeah, I mean... Um, during our um, opening ceremony, like our dinner, we, um, I guess I got to take a lot of pictures with a lot of my heroes. So I definitely had a lot of fangirl moments, even when we went out against New Zealand, I guess. I mean, I had to maintain that when I was on court, but I think after that, we could fully and openly support them. Yeah, so it really felt great. Annette, we've got, obviously, it's not over. Nations Cup is coming up. Mm. What's the plan? <laughs> What's the plan? Well, at the moment, the players are on a two-week break. Okay. They need they need to um, recharge those yeah. batteries because yeah. if we just come straight back and in straight into another campaign, we do that's that um, concern of they've overtrained and they become just a jaded a, a jaded <laughs> jellies out there. So, so we do that, and then um, of course we have do have a couple of injury clouds. So we d- oh. uh, will so we will decide. Um, who is going to that final 12 for mm. that as, as well. But we'll have our Singapore A side as well. So we actually do have the luxury of having that second team mm. in there as well. Um, so the plan is once they have the two weeks break, they're back in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't go by the wayside, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> and um, so then we just work towards rebuilding. Um, well, not rebuilding, just building on what we've learned from Worlds. Wow. Yeah, above and beyond the Nations Cup, what is in the pipeline for Singapore Netball because Elliot's touched on it, both of you have validated it. It's on the rise. So what can we expect for the game in Singapore? So with the game, like we have introduced, we have the development around 21 squad and that's allowed the Singapore A to come into the mm. Marixis Nations Cup as well. So it's bridging that gap between the squads. So when we have, in the past, there's been those retirements and then we've actually had to bring the younger players in. And like Amundi alluded to is that they do get, starstruck when you come up against the big countries um, which is understandable because they have been their um, idols so it's trying to bridge that gap give them more um, introduction to variety of play internationally on the on the screen but it's also that development from right down from under 14s right down to grassroots mm. it's keeping keeping it alive growing the numbers growing that base um, because you do have players that talented athletes that in any sport do decide like they've got to have a career as well mm-hmm. so we have to be very mindful that we balance that as well so that's been a big thing in our opens and development squad is we do have all the players have got some career that they need to and we need to realise that mm. they're not always going to be a netballer they have mm. to have life after a yeah. netball so it is that Actually, could you comment a little bit on that as, as a player, uh, on the back of what uh, Annette just talked about having a career, having a life beyond netball, having gone through that system mm-hmm. Are they always listening? Are they always trying to improve this system? And from which side? From the from, from the players' point of view? Mm, I would say, yes, I would think that it has improved tremendously. Okay. I think before this, when I was in netball, I think a lot of it was like, oh, you know, you got to put your full 100% into it. But moving up um, from the age groups into opens, uh, I definitely have experienced a lot more I guess, freedom. So, if, mm. like, when I first joined Opens last yeah, year, okay. I was, like, in the midst of, I guess, my exams. And, wow. yeah, and I was really 
open to it so I asked for like some time off so I could study and stuff like that and I guess whoever who asked for time off regardless of whether whether it would be for school or just to have a break she would be open to it just so that we could come back fully recharged right. even, to give out 100%. Even yeah. that is a bit of a personality development, right? Having the courage to articulate yourself that you need a bit of time off. Of course, and I think Annette deserves massive credit for <laughs> understanding both and trying to find a balance. Annette, just very quickly, for parents that may be listening, you talk about extending this talent pool, right? If they are listening, why should they get their girls involved in netball and what can netball do for life? Oh, one... <laughs> It is a sport that you can play right through, right, right through. Um, I guess one of it is that enjoyment, and you can have both. If you, if your child wants to inspire to be in a national squad, it can be done, and it's about working collectively with with the coaches. But I guess also it's that mindset from the coach, coach mm. as well. And coming from um, New Zealand as well, and that we, that's a big thing for us is looking at the holistic approach of the whole player themselves and um, it is just trying to work I mean mm. the big thing for us was getting their, their strength and conditioning up so that's been a real key so they can do that outside if there's things like that but it is working together and it just depends I guess on the coach that like and from me as a national coach that's how I want the players to stay in the program that, that's the big thing so it's how can we make it work sometimes it might not be workable but but and it's also making sure the players have that courage to ask the questions and parents need to ask as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been speaking with Annette Bishop, the head coach of the Singapore Netball team, as well as Amandeep Chahal, who is a player for the Singapore Netball team. Ladies, thank you so much for taking the time today. Take care and have a great evening. Thank, thank you. you. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.